Hello, my fellow music lovers. I'm Allison Hagendorf, and welcome to the show. This is where we celebrate the universal love of music and the rock and roll spirit that lives in each of us. Thank you so much for being part of the show. I'd love for you to hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or follow the show if you're listening. I'm so glad you're here. My guest today is recording artist and personality, Chad Tepper. We talk all about his remarkable journey from homelessness to releasing his debut album today. We go into the hardships and obstacles he's had to overcome, his essential DIY work ethic, his recent engagement, and why compassion and an outflow of love are the most important part of being a good person. And stay tuned after the interview for my sound advice. New music you need to know. It all starts now. But that's how we feel. Woo! Yeah, this is it. This is this is setting the tone because we are. I think oh, I'm excited to be here. I was going to say I think we're just both very excited to see each other. I know we we have a special love. <laughs> we do. I know it's so weird. It's so cool. I we yeah. You, you know, like the whole COVID thing was so weird, and like we connected. And oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this right now. Like what you did for my whole life and career oh. without even knowing me. Oh, and Chad. and and the, the the thing is that like people don't understand like everything in my life from like signing to record label to having a song on the alternative radio charts to like everything I've been doing lately like if it wasn't for you at the beginning oh. I like and and I'm so from the bottom of my heart I'm so serious if it wasn't for you yeah oh Chad like you jumped on a phone call to talk to Pierre a simple plan to tell them <laughs> that they should do a feature with me who the hell does that this is like the coolest lady in the universe like do you know what I'm saying like for you to do that like oh. come on like it's like so I have a song with a uh, simple plan called I hate everybody and I, I have the first simple plan feature in history they never did that and Pierre loves me. The whole band loves me. And we make this really amazing song. And they're kind of like, eh, I don't know if we should feature on this. We've never done this before. And I was like, Allison, can you tell them it's a good idea? Because they respect you and love you. <laughs> so Allison jumps on a phone call talking. <laughs> like, it sounds I a little did. crazy now, right? It's like, <laughs> I know. But it's but totally normal for me. But you were I'm just like, like yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Obviously. Yeah. And then we did the song. So, with, But that... It's the little things that you do for this industry and for rock and roll and for for artists like me. There is no one on this earth like you. Oh my god! And but but it's the truth. And we, we need you here, and we need you for what you do for the culture and what you do for people like me and changing lives. And like even these interviews you're doing, like they're so iconic. You know, they, they might not get all the love right now, but man, there will be a time where all of this art that we are creating is going to be really cherished. And what you are doing is so great. Just oh keep going. God. Keep going. Thank you. Well, I'm done now. My work here is That's done. It. Yeah. I might just put this on replay if I'm ever feeling down. Just kind of like put it on. But up. you should. Thank you. you really should. It means so much. You know how much that means to me. It's I bleed it. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't even think about it. I just live it and love it so much. And I think when you and I first connected, I loved your music and I wanted to support it. But I really loved you. And I could tell that you were someone special. There was something special about you. Thank we really you. connected. And of course, I love to support people who deserve it and are here for it. I'm here for those people, you know, and I feel like it was, we connected, I guess it was, was it 2020? Was it you, middle of the pandemic? Or I don't it, know. I, it might've been 2019. Yeah. Cause I remember, no, it was before that because, um, your song with dreamers, of course. Yeah. You know, I want to be your high. I heard that song and I said, just so you know, Chad, this is a smash. I'm like, I love your music, but just so you know, this is a huge song. This was that was like in 20. I think it came out 2020, that song, the end of the year. And now three years later, the song is finally getting like the love at radio. This was your this is your first is your radio debut. How does that feel for you? Uh, makes no sense at all. Um, 
And I'll tell you this right now, like coming from somebody who just did the whole like radio alternative circuit, like going and playing like all these like radio shows and, and, you know, going to dinner with these programmers and meeting people and meeting people and doing the whole rounds. And like, it's, it's crazy. Like I was hanging out with this programmer in Chicago and he's like, yeah, you know, we used to be friends with Kurt and, you know, we got, I got like paintings from Kurt on my wall. And I'm like, what? what? And he's like, yeah, you know, he, he, we did the same thing with, with him that we're doing with you right now. And I'm just like, what? What? That's mind blowing. So I know that you love Kurt like oh, I do. Yeah. Well, one, you, you rolled up in the uh, Jesse Froman photo yeah. shoot Kurt Cobain uh, glasses. Which also, I love. Amazon five ninety nine. But inspired, but inspired by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, I love your tattoo right here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for what Kurt was doing at the time for women's rights, for the Everything. world, yeah. his lyrics, helping people like. Like my, my, my fiance, uh, when I first met her, she has three uh, portraits of Kurt posters up on her wall. And I'm like, do I do I get jealous of this? Am I jealous of a dead guy right now? No, but, you're but like, then she in my the head, best taste. Yeah, yeah, in my head, I'm like, wait a minute. I love him yeah. so much. Like, I, I totally get this, you know? Was and that like, a connection between the two of you? Um, a little bit, a little bit. She's just she's just really cool with everything. But to like to get back into like the radio stuff, like for to break as like a newer artist to yeah. to even like get played on the radio right now like i not to get like weird or anything but like they don't play new artists no, like I know. they it's tough. they don't give a shit it's tough. like at all like we need somebody like you running all of radio to give people actually a chance Aww. and like for me to get number 31 on alternative radio like and it it's just I think it's fantastic because I'm up there. You look at like the top 40 alternative charts and it's just like all legacy, legacy, iconic, iconic stadium tours, you know? And then there's like two or three smaller artists like me on there. I'm like, how did I, am I allowed to curse? It's all you. How the fuck did I get on here? Yeah. You know? And like, it's very, very cool. But it also, as we all know, the radio is not what it used to be, which is very sad because- I, I'm a radio lover. Yeah. You know, like I was at this radio conference where Epitaph flew me to like meet all these radio people and they're like, these people love you. They're going to play your stuff. And I was like, eh, I'll, just, I'll be, I'll be nice. I'll go say hi to everybody, you know? And I ended up making a lot of close friends there, but they had these panels and I would always be the dude raising my hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course you were. Like, I would expect nothing less. Because yeah. they were saying like stupid stuff. Like, you know, like, you know, at uh, my radio station, you know, we all, we have this thing that says you hear it on TikTok first and then you hear it on our station. And I'm like, can I say something? I'm like, do you remember the first time you turned on the radio and you heard your favorite band for the first time and you had no idea who they were? And you were waiting for that moment where they're like, that was some 41 with da 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 da. And you were just like, oh my God. And then you call in the radio station and you request it. And, and when you hear it, it's like that feeling when you're getting off work. You know, when you're at work, a crappy job, and you're like, oh my God, two more minutes. And then you get off and you walk outside, you're like, ah. Oh. Life. That's yeah. the feeling when you would hear this song that you love on the radio. And I got up on stage and I was like, it's so horrifically sad that radio isn't the one breaking these new artists like it used to be you guys are now taking a back seat and you're listening to what a tiktok trend is what that makes no sense and everybody's like yeah 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 and i'm just like well make a change you know like because i'm a lover of radio i think radio is the coolest thing in the world and but a lot of the people just don't care and we need to make it cool again i don't know not to go down that route. No, but. I think it also has to do with having confidence in your ear and your heart and soul. Like for me, that's what it's like for me. When I hear music, I know and I yeah. trust myself. So it's like my ears know, my heart and soul, they know. So when I'm like, that's the song, like like it was with I Want to Be Your High. I'm like, that's the song. That's the song. It was three years ago. <laughs> it's finally getting a chance. Isn't that but crazy? like crazy? I, I will say that's like my spidey sense. Is like I can hear a song and be like, that's the one. I'm You're proud good. Of that. I want to talk to you about today. Yes, Never please. Stood a Chance is out. It's out. Congratulations. Your debut album. They said I wouldn't make it. I never stood a chance. No one. I, I never stood a chance until I met Allison Hagendorf. Let me tell you this right now. I'll tell you that right now. No chance. No playlisting. No features. No nothing. 
And then Allison comes to my life, and let me tell you, cheers to that. Thank you. Oh, cheers. I love you. I love you. You just made my day. Uh, I can't believe it's out. I mean, I can believe it's out, but I'm happy for you that it's out. This is like five years in the making. Yeah. Or a lifetime in uh, the making, really. People, it's crazy because, okay, let's go into it. Do it. Let's Let's go into it. it. Okay. Um, I was homeless as a kid, so for seven years, I lived in cars, tents, side of the road, and I was with my mom, my dad, and my two brothers. And it was from the age of five to 12. And boy, did I go through it. Did I see some crazy shit? Did I? Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. But from being a, a, a poor homeless kid living in a car, your dad turns on the radio a lot because it's Aww. the only thing to do. You know, so before we go to sleep at night, my dad would turn on the radio and we would listen to like, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s music. Like he loved the Beatles. Like, he loved like Duran Duran, which is crazy because he was right here. Come yes. on. Um, you know, it's John like. John Taylor, shout out. So it's just like, it's really crazy that my whole life, you know, music has been such a major part because it was such an escape for me. When I, when my dad would turn on the radio and I closed my eyes, I am not a five or six or seven year old homeless kid in a car starving, you know, being eaten by mosquitoes in Florida, sweating, like witnessing drugs and 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 like. I'm not going through all that when I hear a song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's been a tool like that my whole life. And my whole life, I would write my own. When I was a little kid, I didn't even know this, but I would be walking around singing jingles and writing my own songs, even though they were horrible, probably. But I remember writing songs about occasions like, you know, like right now, I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out with Allison. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> the stupid, yeah, yeah, stupid yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And it's just like, it's so weird how years and years go by and it's just like, you get into what you're supposed to be doing. And I've been, I was playing uh, guitar and I was singing in my room one day and uh, Diego Farias from the band Volumes heard me singing. He's like, bro, you got a cool voice. You should let me track you. And I was like, I, no, I never recorded music. I don't know how to do it. Showed me the ropes, did everything and kind of changed my whole life. Uh, rest in peace, Diego. He uh, passed away a few years ago. It was the hardest thing I went through because yeah. he's my best friend, first person to believe in me. And like, but, yeah, music is is so pure and amazing. And what I want from my journey here on this earth is to show people, you don't need to come from money. You don't need to have somebody in the industry already. You you don't need anything but your brain, your lips, and and motivation to go and do it. And a lot of people in this life will tell you that something cannot be done. I'm here to tell you right now, anything in your life that you want to do, you can do. If you want it bad enough, you can do anything in this world. And for me, every day is a new challenge and a new dream that I'm able to live. Yeah. And I, I'm extremely thankful. And I just want my music to change people's lives like it changed mine. With that one or two, three minute escape when that song came on where I, I was the man. I was the rock star. I was cool. I was loved. I had money. I, you know, I could close my eyes and go in these fantasies where this wasn't who I was anymore. And I just want to give somebody else in this world a break for a little bit like they did for me. You know, so thank you. You are so special. Thank you so much. You're so special. I want to celebrate you in this album and talk about it a little bit more. You had some key collaborations and features on this album that were really symbolic and meaningful yeah. for you. Let's talk about a couple of them with Pierre. Yeah, Pierre yeah. Pierre Bouvier um, is such a sweetheart guy. He is. He, um, I go to his house first day I'm hanging out with him and he's like singing my songs to me. And I'm like, shut up, bro. I, I, I physically can't handle this. Cause like, <laughs> is this too much? Is this well, too much? Yeah. When, when I was, a, when I was, a, so after I was homeless, uh, we moved into a trailer and I, I lived in a trailer for, you know, all these years. My mom still lives in that trailer. We're going to get her out one day. That's like my only goal in life. But, but this trailer that we lived in that my mom still lives in now, I would be on the front little porch and I had a, a CD player and I would go to the library because they had free CDs and I would rent out CDs yes. and I rented uh, uh, No Helmet, No Pads, Just Balls yes. from Simple Plan. So good. And I'm on the front porch singing, you know, <laughs> all the songs, you know, and to fast forward, you know, I don't know, that was like 10, 12, 13 years ago, whatever it was. And I'm sitting here with Pierre and he's making music with me and he's like, Chad, you have like one of the coolest voices I've ever heard like I love I love your voice like I can write something and it sounds really cheesy and lame but then when you sing sing it (laughs) it sounds good and I'm just like 
this is somebody I've looked up to my whole life. So uh, he he helped me write uh, a lot of these songs, produce uh, some of these songs, and um, very very weird that, that I got to do that. And then I got a song with Lit. I grew up listening to Lit. Like yes, who doesn't love my own worst enemy? Like. Yeah. That song, still to this day, I put it on. Like it's such a, a go-to anthem party song, sing along. And it's just, it puts you in a good mood instantly. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I did Taste of Fort Collins in Colorado. It's like big, rate. It's it was like a free radio show. Like, you know, hey, I came and played. Can you play my song now? Like, <laughs> you know, something like that. But I played with the All-American Rejects. So, so I went great. on and then All-American Rejects went on. and Which is like, what? Also awesome. I mean, come on, like, yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, but, but I was there and I was, my manager's like, you know, we got your whole set set up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be humble and real right now. A lot of these people might not know who I am and I want them to sing along and party to at least one of my songs. So why don't we cover my own worst enemy? So good. Bum, ba, ba, ba. Yeah. Which I was actually wrong. Cause when I was singing, uh, I want to be your high people were singing it. And I was oh. like, Ain't what no is sense. that feeling? Let's talk about that for a second. So two key feelings. One, hearing your song on the radio for the first time and then performing and having the fans singing your lyrics back to you. What's happening for you when these happen? Doesn't feel real. Aw. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be that dude that makes it out of Florida. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not that dude that, is, I'm not very smart in some things, you know? And um, when your whole life you're told that you're not good enough and... That you're never gonna do anything, you know. It's uh, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, and I always say this, but like, if my whole life or career would end right now, I would be so happy still. Ah, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm very grateful for everything I have in my life. And uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, no, uh, I'm, cry- I'm crying too. It's like this is what no, we do it here. Sucks, man. This is what I we do here. Like, we let it. We let it all out. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. I, you know, my my brother still calls me and he's like, Chad, you know, you gotta watch your money. You don't want to go back because my brother works at T-Mobile and he's like, you don't want to have a shitty job like you used to. Because I've had like, boy, I was a janitor, I was a barista, I worked at Smoothie Place. I, I've I've had some crazy jobs. And he's seen my struggle and like everything I'm, you know, going towards. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't want me to fail, you know. So he's always like, "Save your money, save your money." I'm like, Lonnie, I'm doing great right now. Aww. Like th- they can't believe that I'm actually doing right. I'm actually paying my bills for music, which is crazy. That I mean, that's a dream. Like, that oh, is a dream come true. Yeah, to be able to live off just doing what you love, no matter what it is. Because to, be, to love what you do and have yeah. your heart being able to pay for your bills. It's incredible. It's crazy because for years, you know, I would be that dude who would be working two jobs and running around and working all night and having no social life and trying to pay for this and doing a $200 music video and begging a producer, please, 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 I'll give you 50% of it. Just let me put it out. Oh, please, let me do this. Please, you know, it's like my whole life. I'm like begging and working and, yes. pay- and never making any money. Yeah. Like, you know, paying people to do stuff. And yeah. it's like now being able to... It's cool, man. It's, it's cool. It's amazing. Shout out Epitaph for giving me a chance and believing Aww. in me. And uh, yeah, it's it, look, I shouldn't be here. Like, you know what I mean? I do. I hear you, but you deserve it. You should <laughs> yeah, be Yeah, but here. how many you like be better here. looking people, better singers, better songwriters out there? It's like, there, there are really good ones that are unfound, you know? It's this, like, is, this is true. There's yeah, so much so talent and amazing people who don't get their shot. But I will say that what's unique to you is that you made it happen yourself. You are the epitome of DIY. The epitome. You do not stop. But how can you? No, you can't. You actually can't. How can you stop? No, you can't. Talk to me about going from Florida, making the move to L.A. Oh, no. (laughs) Is it too much? No, I can't. It's, oh, God. Um, So funny thing is, I try to never do podcasts because they always end up like this, like me crying, (laughs) like talking about this. But it needs needs to be. Yes. Okay. Whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, but you yeah, know, no, just so, so your story to me is yeah. just so inspiring. So I was living in New York City and I was there for a couple of years and didn't work out. Place is amazing, but you know, it's not made for everybody. So it's tough. Yeah. I moved back home to Florida 
with no money, no job, nowhere to live. My mom and dad were like living in the trailer and there was no room for me. My brother didn't have any room for me. My other brother didn't have any room for me. So I built a shed in my mom's backyard, okay, out of two by fours and wood. I built it with my brother Lonnie and I was sleeping on the dirt floor, the dirt fucking floor behind my mom's trailer. This was 10 years ago. It's wild. Like I'm sleeping on a dirt floor and I did that for months. And I would go to the thrift store and I would get carpet and I would get sheets and different things to cover up the dirt floor, but I was still sleeping on a dirt floor. I had no mattress. I had no money, had no car, had no job. So I went to the local mall and I went everywhere to get a job. Nowhere would hire me. Uh, And I went to a place called Dillard's and they hired me as a janitor. Do you know what it's like being a janitor in your hometown where everybody walks in and and they instantly, you're that guy. You're that, oh, oh, yeah, oh, ooh, yeah, you suck, man, you know? Everybody off went off to college and everyone got married and everybody's having a kid and this and that. And you're working at Dillard's cleaning toilets and they see you with a mop in your hand cleaning toilets. like Judging you. And and with that, I'm, I have no car and I'm coming home and I'm sleeping on a dirt floor with cockroaches and mosquitoes and bugs and mold because it's Florida and it rains a lot. Yeah. And I... I go to my mom and I'm like, I'm going to myself or I need to leave. Like, I, I can't be here. I can't do this anymore. And my mom's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to do anything I can to make some money and get out of here. So I started working more, started doing odd end jobs, different things. And I was saving up money to move to Los Angeles because everything in my body's like moved to L.A. Tell my mom I'm going to move to L.A. And she's like, your dad has a brain tumor and we don't know how long he has. And I don't think you should go. And I'm just like, like, give me a break, bro. Like, it's just my whole life. It's just like, you know, and but it, it, I'm such a strong person because like everything I've been through in my life, it's just like, oh, what do you want to throw at me now? Yeah. Oh, it's no big deal now. It's like me jumping rope. It's like I'm mm-hmm. just so used to like pain and obstacle bullshit. Obstacle after obstacle. Yeah. You know, I get tired of it, mm-hmm. you know? And. So I'm talking with my dad and I'm like, I really want to go. And he's like, look, I think you should go. You know, my, my dad knew, my dad always wanted to be a singer. His biggest thing was to be a singer. Oh, He always wanted to be a singer, you know? And uh, so getting to do this, my, my dad was like, look, I, I, obviously I don't want you to go. I love you so much. But uh, if that's what you need to do, go and do it. If God is giving you this time to go to LA, I think you should do it. You know, my mom's a great woman, but she was hoping that I would fail and move back because she didn't want me to leave, right. you know? And my uh, my younger and older brother's like, oh, you're going to be back in three months, man. Good luck, you know? And all my fucking friends are like, yeah. You know how many people move out to Hollywood that are like way better looking than you, like way more talented? Like you're never going to make it. Oh. And like, I, I come from a very small town in Florida called Merritt Island, Florida. And it's like, nobody gets out of there. It's a beautiful town. But it's like, nobody gets out of there. It's like a trap, you know? Yeah. And I just, yeah, you know, it, it was very hard. But I ended up saving up $600, bought a plane ticket, <laughs> found somebody on Facebook where I could move in and sleep on their couch woo, oh in downtown God. L.A. So little stupid, naive Chad with a freaking dream and uh, $300 in his pocket. I go, I, I, I go to, uh, I land here. As soon as I get here, I start to freak out because I'm like, I have $300 in my pocket right, right now. I have no idea where I'm at. I don't know where I'm going. I have no friends here. I don't know anybody. I have no game plan. Like, I'm like, I'm screwed. So I, I go, I go to this, uh, this apartment that I got off Facebook and I'm sleeping on the couch and I pay the $300. And I suddenly realize I have no money now to eat. Literally zero money. Zero yeah. money. No money to eat. No money to get on the bus. No money to do anything. I am officially 100% broke. Right. In a new town. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> you know? And uh, 
I ended up getting a job because I'm the king. <laughs> because <laughs> you, you know, don't stop. No, because you, you don't whoa, whoa, stop. Whoa. It's survival. It's I survival. I don't yeah. have a mom and dad where I can be like, hey, mom, I need to get home. They'd be like, ha, ha, yeah. we're, we can barely feed ourselves. Like, yeah. you, we have no money to send you home. Like, good luck. Like, yeah. you know, so it's like when you've been through what I've been through, my biggest, well, before, now my biggest fear is I don't ever want to lose my fiance. Oh. But my biggest fear before that was being homeless. I don't ever want to be homeless again because yeah. those things I've been through are so hard, but I end up getting a job and doing my thing and growing and growing and growing and moving from uh, a, a couch to I had my own living room at one point. <laughs> where, That's amazing. You know? and, then, yeah. and then I moved again and I lived in another living room and then it all kind of made sense. And I got my own place. And then I lived in like a $12 million mansion. And then I, I got my own place again. And then I did my own thing again. And it's just like, never stop. Never stop believing. You're a chameleon. You do but what you it takes. To be. You do what it takes. Tell me about how you got into doing like the stunt work yeah. stuff. I mean, tell me about Ooh. that. <laughs> I mean, you have... You've had like 10 different lives. Yeah. I was in Walmart one day and I'm walking around. This dude that used to bully me, this like asshole dude, would bully me because I was, uh, I was raised vegan. I was vegan for 19 years. My, my, my dad like was like a super hippie. That's why we were homeless. That's why like I started smoking weed when I was a little kid. I started drinking when I was a little kid. Like we were, we were hippies. My dad didn't know any better. My mom didn't know any better. Now my, my dad passed away, but my mom, she's looking back now and she's, you know, she feels bad about everything, but I'm like, mom, you know what? You're a product of your environment. My mom, uh, had, has a worse story than I do. So it, it's just like our stories yeah. have always been bad like this. Like we're cursed or something, but, um, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? You're saying the stunts. Walmart. Oh yeah, the stunts, the stunts. So I, I'm yeah. at Walmart and this dude comes up to me and he's like, I notice him right away. I'm like, oh, this dude, I already knew it. You know, when. Growing up in Florida where everybody's homophobic, racist, sexist, not everybody, but portions of people are like that, you know, and it's acceptable, you know what I mean? And uh, you get called all these names, you know what I mean? And this dude would call me like the worst names every freaking day. And uh, um, he comes up to me with his kid. He has a kid who's like 10 now. And he, the kid's freaking out. The kid's freaking out. Oh my God, Chet Tepper. Oh my God. And I'm just like, uh. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And I'm like, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? And he's like, oh, bro, I love you. I love you. I love you. And I was like, yeah, bro, I love you. Like, do you want to take a photo? And he's like, please, please, can you take a photo? And I was like, yeah, bro, hell. I love these people. If you care for me and you love me, I yeah. love you more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Also, like, living well is the best revenge. Come on. This dude, okay, so we take a photo. Yeah. This dude's like, hey, man, remember me? And I was like, sure do. Yeah, I do, bro. You are a fucking dick, man. Why? Oh, you was going through insecurity. I was like, I never bullied anybody like that. I never made anybody feel the way you made me feel. Calling me like the worst names ever. Like, for what reason? Oh, man, I was a little kid. But I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, I hope you have a great day, man. Stay blessed, baby. Boom. <laughs> like, we're inside, inside. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm bigger than this guy yeah, now. We're going to give to him. We're going to give yeah. to him. But no, nah, man, you got to stay sweet. You know, like, you're, look, my music can live on forever. My name can live on forever. But what really lives on is being a good human. That's yes. all I want in my life is to get better every single day. Every day I'm on this earth, I try to be better in some way. And it's not all about money. It's not all about smarts. We need to start teaching these kids about love. Yes, about compassion. Compassion. Empathy. Empathy. Yes. It's so easy Connection, to do. Connection, communication. This is what we need to teach. If I guarantee you, if you looked at another person and you put yourself really in their shoes That's with compassion, you, even if somebody's coming up in my face, they're yelling at me, they're spitting on me, they're slapping me. If I really look into his, his, or his soul and I'm like, I know why you're like this and, and I, I get it. And yeah. it's, you're not mad at me. You're, you're mad at somebody else right. and that's fine. Right. We just, you're projecting your unhappiness yeah. on me right now. Yeah. yeah. We, we, if we could all just love each other. It's so true. That's it. I think that's why you and I get along because yeah. that's how we both live our lives. That's I'm it. always trying to put myself in someone else's shoes and their perspective. If we were all to do that, it would be a much more caring 
passionate, compassionate place. And I mean, like, this isn't like, you know, get walked over and be treated like a piece of shit all the time. But it's like, you know, if someone does something wrong to me, I'll, you know, I won't let them walk all over me. I'll call them out. But in a, in a nice, sweet way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I'll stand my ground. But really, it's love. We just got to love each love. other. That's it. We're going to be great. Don't worry about it. It starts yeah. with us. Everybody watching right now. Tell somebody you love them. Come it does on. start with us. And I try to do that when someone is coming at me and I actually give them more love. Yeah. It means they need love. Because imagine somebody's yelling at you going crazy and you're just like, you know what? I love you, bro. Everything's going to be all right. I know. Gonna, it's true. It would solve all problems. Right away. Speaking of love, talk to me about your Dalmatian boy. I know that he plays <sighs> such a huge role in your life. I was cuddling him so hard this morning. Uh, he, he, I just, I was at the one of the worst places in my life. I used to be addicted to a few substances and I was going through a lot of pain and struggling with my dad dying and losing friends and losing people in my life and all this chaos of Hollywood. I was right now I live a pretty good life where I hang out with my fiance, I work, I do my thing, I don't really go out, I don't really go to parties, I don't do my anything anymore. And but back then I was, I was in the fire mm-hmm. and I was being consumed by it. And I was like, I need something to love me because I, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I need a reason to be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because when life starts beating you down so much, like you need a reason to be here. When money and success and all the BS of Hollywood doesn't appeal to you anymore, you need a reason to be here. And I saw this guy walking a Dalmatian. I was like, I got to get a dog like that. <laughs> So right away, as soon as I saw it, right away, I go on my phone and I find this guy selling a Dalmatian. And I was like, okay, it was a lot of money, but I was like, I'm going to go get him. And it's my best friend. I I love him so much. He's just like always there for you. Always there to be nice to you. And I love that guy. Yeah. Well, now there's someone else in the picture now, your fiance. Yeah. Let's, Let's congratulations. You recently got engaged. Let's hear about, let's hear about her. And how you guys connected. Yeah. Oh, man. So in this song, 777, I wrote with Lit. I, a lot of these songs I wrote about her. Because um, I was, before I met her, like, whoo, life was getting dark and really bad. And uh, I meet this girl, and she's so sweet. First of all, she stood me up three times before we hung out. <laughs> three times. Is this true? Yes, it's very true. And I almost gave up. But I ended up texting her like a meme of uh, this like llama crying from Emperor's New Groove. And, <laughs> and, and she was like, you know what? Maybe he seems like a good guy. We'll, we'll give him a chance. And then we hung out and like um, uh, the song, At Least I'm Not Alone, the first verse is about oh, the first song. night I, I met her. And it's like, I met you on a Saturday night. I was down and out of luck. I couldn't pay for dinner, so we stayed and danced the night away instead. Yeah, I would rob a bank for you, but you would never want me to. Oh. I, 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 she was, I, I was broke. I was about to be homeless again. Um, and I meet this girl, and she's just so sweet and so charming and so nice and so smart and so beautiful and. You know, when you meet people in Hollywood, a lot of people have uh, different reasons why they want to meet you or different reasons why they want to be with you. And her reason was she just thought I was nice looking and a nice guy. And there was no other motives or no other motives. And like you you meet people and you know right away if they're if they want you because of your money or they want you because of this or that. And. She was just super real. She's she's from Norwalk, so she's from California, and she's going to school to become an anesthesiologist. So so amazing! I'm about to be rich, baby. Give me that money. <laughs> Woo! See, see, see. Now let me tell you this right now. Let me tell you this right now, okay? Someone tells you you can't do something in life. Find an anesthesiologist. You're gonna be all right. Find yourself an anesthesiologist. That's, that's that's the moral of the story. But but she it's so weird because she's so loving and and, and this lifestyle is very difficult. Yeah. Like I've been touring a lot lately and on the road lately, and you know, you deal with stupid stuff all the time that comes up and she handles everything really well and she's always there for me and I got very lucky. Oh. Yeah, I got very lucky. You are you know? blessed. Thank You're creating you. your yes. own luck. You are creating your own luck. I mean, tell me what it's like for you right here at this moment. You were homeless. You've moved all around the country. 
Your record is out. You have a record deal. You are doing shows. You are collaborating with your heroes. <laughs> you are engaged. You have boy, your Dalmatian. How do you feel right now? Like, are you good? Like, is do you feel like you've made it? Do you feel successful? Yes. And I want more. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, um, That's fair. Yeah. You, you know, it's... <sighs> what are your... Ask, what's like a dream scenario? Like, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 um, years? Or what's like the dream goal? So I've already seen it because uh, I do believe in manifestation mm -hmm. and it is the realest thing in the whole world. I... Meditate in the morning. I do manifestation in the morning, manifestation, manifestation at night. And I literally, it's the craziest thing ever because I see stuff before it happens. And people don't need to believe it. It's totally cool. <laughs> but I do believe I it. I need to get visions. on your level because I want you to teach me some of these skills I can work on. I, I have these visions of these things that make no sense whatsoever. You know? And sorry, just, no, it's all good. It's 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 crazy. Um, I know where I'm going. Like I've already seen me on stage winning a Grammy, like accepting it and crying wow. and doing all that things. And I've already seen like I have this vision of that replays in my mind all the time. And I'm in this like big Hollywood Hills house, and I'm in my bedroom and I'm looking out of the view and in my bedroom on the walls is all my platinum fucking plaques. Yeah. And then my fiance walks in and she's in her scrubs as a doctor and like oh, that's beautiful. kid runs in, dog runs Aww. in. And like, I've seen this so many times. It's, really it's just beautiful. like, and I, I, I've had scenarios where I would see something like before I even started to make music, I had this vision all the time of me on stage and I had my eyes closed and I opened them and I see bright cell phone lights, which makes no sense at the time because I wasn't making music. I never recorded a song. And then you fast forward and I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, sold out. There's three rows. I think it's like Aww. the Truber or something. I don't know. One of those things. And I'm closing my eyes. I was super drunk, by the way. And I was like <laughs> waving like this and I opened my eyes and it was the same exact thing I've seen for years. You manifested it. You made it happen. And you continue to make it all happen. I mean, for, for a kid to move out here with $300 and no, no, come on. Yeah. You Time are an be. inspiration, Chad. Thank you. You really are. I'm so Thank happy you. for you. And I feel grateful that I have been part of your journey. And I hope to continue to be part of your journey. You inspire me. You really, really do. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah, it's it's wild. This is This is my first album. I... I wanted to make an album forever because I, I did a small like EP a couple years ago called yeah. Trash Loser that was when I was experimenting with making like, you know, hip hop music a little bit. And um, I've been wanting to put out a full piece of work, but everybody's been fighting me for years, like my manager. And then the label was like, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. And I'm like, I get it. You want to make me bigger. I totally get it. But like, I need. Yes. Because I'll tell you this right now, I have like a hundred unreleased songs. Really? Yeah. Oh, like I'd love I, to hear I some work yeah. like a crazy man. I have no doubt. You know, like, so like some of these songs that are coming out are like three, four years old. And I'm like, oh, I moved past that. It's nuts. It's nuts. I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of what Epitaph is doing for me, has done for me. And I'm super excited to see where the future goes. And we're going to have a good time. Yeah. I'm here for it, Chad. Thank Congrats. you. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to do deep cuts real quick. Cool. Cool. Lay it on me. Name a song, album, or artist that changed your life. Oh, man. This is too hard. I know. I know. Um, 40 Ounces of Freedom. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well done. I got, my mom got me that CD when I was a kid at a yard sale for a dollar from a radio programmer that was selling all of her stuff. And I got like, uh, uh, a bunch of some 41 albums, some Blink, some Green Day, you know, some, it just got me in the scene. And I would just listen to like Sublime all day Sublime. and be singing it. And my mom would be like, I don't know, you should be singing these songs. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. that's what I would say. I just came to my head so proud. Talk about storytelling, Sublime. Wow. <sighs> oh, um, yeah. What was your first concert? <sighs> this is crazy. So growing up super poor, that doesn't exist. Right. Um, this goes into another crazy story. I was homeless in Orlando with my family and there's a house of blues in Orlando by, yeah. by Disney, right? 
And we would stay in Kissimmee in those hotels over there by Disney because you could stay for $20 a night. And a lot of people are homeless actually in Florida in those hotels. So we would stay there and, you know, we would go to Disney and, you know, walk around and do the free stuff that you could do because you could ride the monorail or go on the, 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 whatever, you know. So I remember me and my dad, we would go to the House of Blues because it was by downtown Disney at the time. And we would stand outside the doors and we would listen to people playing inside because we couldn't afford to go inside. You ready for this? Yes. Played there about four years ago, sold out. Oh. My mom, my brother was there. And, you know, when you perform at like the House of Blues, they have this like area up top where like your family's at. Yes. And my mom, my brother was there and there was a space open. And I swear I saw my dad out there. Like it was just crazy. It's just like, how do you go from being a homeless kid outside, not being able to get in? Yeah. And now you're the dude playing. Come on, baby. It's amazing. God. Yeah. So that th- 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 we used to always do that. And then my dad would take me to art festivals and stuff. And we, I grew up listening to smooth jazz because my dad loves smooth jazz. So I think those are my first concerts. But when I started to like make money in like my 18s, 19s and 20s and stuff, like I went and saw like Foster the People. Oh, yeah. I went and saw like Modest Yahoo. I really oh, love. Of course. Fast forward. I have a you song with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You know, I, I would go, who else were some people I saw at the beginning, but really cool. But I, I really didn't get to see too many shows when I was a kid. I wish I did. That would have been life changing. Yeah. Well, it looks like it all worked out as is. I guess. Yeah. What is a song that you wish you wrote? God, you're so good. <laughs> These are tough ones. These are tough ones. I wish I wrote Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. That is a good one. You got to love our good Charlotte boys. Yeah. And did you know if you were Kanye, you were smoking crack, McDonald's wouldn't even want to take you back. You could always just run for mayor of D.C. Like, come on, bro. When I first heard that song on the radio, my jaw dropped. Yeah, it's a great song. I love those guys. Can we have moments like that again for, for this culture coming up? Yeah. Well, you're doing it. Where your jaw just drops when yeah. you hear a song. I thank you. I hope so. I don't think I am, but hopefully one day I will. You are. You are. <laughs> Who would be your dream collaboration? Uh, this is this is this is this will blow your mind. Harry Styles, Justin Bieber, and Post Malone. All one, together. One of, no, one of those. One of those. <laughs> like, that's like a super group. Yeah. I just feel like my voice would like even like Miley Cyrus. Imagine yeah. my voice next to Miley Cyrus. Yes. It would just sound so cool. It would. But I would think my biggest. Alive or dead? Oh, please give me the Kurt. Yeah, oh, Kurt. Could you even imagine? You know what? You know, I always tell people there was a time and a place where people didn't believe in Nirvana. There was a time yeah. and place where they were doing shows for 15, 20 people, and somebody went to somebody and said, Hey, I'm going to the show tonight. Well, who's playing? Nirvana, never heard of him, but nah, I'm going to stay at home <laughs> and I'm going to play Nintendo. There's, yeah. And that's why I always tell people like when I do these like shows, right now I'm doing small shows, but there's going to be a time where like, I'm not doing small shows anymore. There right. will be a time. And, and there's people that I'll like text them like, yo, you should come to my show. You know, I'm trying to sell it out. We're close to selling it out. Yeah. And they won't text me back or be cool. And I'm like, imagine being that person in 20 years when I'm a fucking icon. And I asked you to come to my show and you didn't go. You missed that moment. But some, you know, I'm not, you know, please, hopefully one day that, that will happen. But, you know, Kurt probably asked somebody to go to the show and they didn't go. Imagine you're that dude that didn't go to the Nirvana show when yeah. they were nobodies. I know. I, I hear a lot of these type of stories, actually. <gasps> I yeah. would lose it. You had an opportunity to go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people just don't get it, you know. Oh, Live music is so beautiful and pure. And like for, for people watching... That, of course, everybody's been to live shows, but if they haven't, the music is so different. The attitude is so different. Oh, yeah. The environment is so different. It's, if you like somebody's music, go see them live. You're going to love them a hundred times or more. Of course. Well, it's an experience. Yeah. And you're surrounded by fellow fans. There's this beautiful community. That's what I love. I you love know? I love being at a show. And actually, I look around and yeah. I watch how it's affecting people. And I'm like, these are my people. Like you, you know? at Limbiscuit? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's so me. I know a lot of people love that I posted that. Actually, I didn't even take it. A stranger took it and sent me the video while we were Sure, Insta gold. 
<laughs> I know I lost my I lost my brain on that one. Fred Fred appreciated it. He did. He appreciated it. Of course. No, of course. I love you, Fred. Yeah. Um <laughs> return my calls, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, give me a chance. I love hot dog flavored water. I love I oh. love Fred Durst. I love Lent Biscuit, for the record. Um, do you remember is, the, sorry, sorry, no. do you remember that fuck song back in the day? Yes. Like I remember I, I I got that CD and I'm listening to it. My mom's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, oh, Limp Bizkit, this album's so good. And this came on, how many times can I say fuck? And mom's like, oh my God. I know. I, I really do love them though. Um, okay, go. Sorry, sorry, no. sorry, sorry. Um, what is something fans would be surprised to learn about you? I'm very shy and I have really bad anxiety and I don't feel good enough. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people, e- e- even even my fiance was just like, oh, this is, you know, this is who you are. you know. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when she started to get started, she's like, I, I don't have a lot of friends. I don't go out a lot. I have really bad anxiety. Um, I have, uh, I have some problems with me, you know, like I have uh, forms of Tourette's. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, um, I'm dyslexic. Uh mm-hmm. There's some there's some things wrong with me and I and I have some PTSD from the things I've seen and the things I've gone through because when my brain was developing, I was drinking alcohol and smoking weed. Mm-hmm. So it's like I you know and experiencing trauma and uh, and experiencing people dying yeah. and experiencing you know being cold every day and mm-hmm. and I for years I slept in a car, my mom, my brother, me, my dad, and my older brother. So for years I'm like this. Yeah. So I have like back problems and different things. And like, so a lot of people, if they come up to me, it goes two ways. It's like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, can I, can I take a photo? Or what's up, bro? And then they walk away. Or you have the other person that comes up and they scream or they go crazy. And which is totally cool. Like, I love that so much. But the problem is like, imagine somebody with like really bad anxiety and really bad like this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be known. I really don't. If I could put on a helmet and go and make music, I, I'm that dude. One hundred percent. I love music so much, but what, what, everything that comes with it. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, you know, some artists are like, I want to be so famous. I'm like, I don't, can I just have some money and like I can yeah. sing? Like, <laughs> the fame is overrated. Oh, Being able to do your music, that's the gift. Yeah. You know, and I'm very happy for everything in my life. But when somebody's like screaming in my ear and I, I have like PTSD from some of yeah. that stuff and like, Super cool. It's but a lot of yeah. energy coming at you. I'm I get a very, it. I take in everybody's energy. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is You're good and bad. You're an empath. Yeah. You're an empath. You feel everything. I'm mm-hmm. the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Um, what is the most valuable advice you've ever been given? Get lawyers. Everybody. Listen, listen, listen. I will tell you this for uh, being a new artist as doing something right now and, and progressing and moving forward be careful mm-hmm. be very careful not everybody's your friend like you think they are mm-hmm. love everybody i started to see why a lot of artists are kind of dicks mm-hmm. i started to see it because when you start loving everybody and they start crushing your hearts for no reason and they really don't care about you, but you, you think they do. Yeah. You start to get affected by it. You start to become a little numb to it. Yeah. You know, but my advice that I would give to a new artist is nobody knows how to do what you want to do except for you. That's really good advice. Don't listen to anyone. I've had some moments in life where if I would have listened to the guy that I thought was smarter than me, I would have failed miserably. I've been in the studio so many times making music and uh, some producer be like, oh, you can't do that. That doesn't sound right. I'm like, okay. So it's different? Like, what's wrong with that? So what I would say is be yourself, believe in yourself, never stop going towards your goal. You could stop right here, right? Let's say you work for 20 years to get to where you want to be. You stop there. All your dreams are right here. That's the closest you'll ever be to your dreams. Mm -hmm. But you decided, you know what? I'm going to stop here and then I'm going to move back. And now they're impossible. They'll never happen. Keep going. Keep believing. Don't listen to what anybody says. Your brother, your mom, your cousin, your whatever. Keep going. You got this. This is for real. I'm going to get too heavy. New artist. Never sign the first deal you are offered. Ever. Ever. Never. Never sign without a lawyer looking at a contract. That's it. Perfect. 
That's it. Because I, I did things the proper way and the right way. And my deal took me like six months. But thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh. Because, you know, get a good label, get a good lawyer, and have, you know, a good time. That's and it. surround yourself with good people exactly. you can trust and who genuinely have your best interests. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I got too heavy. No, I love it. I, I, just, I see a lot of new artists. They're like, because for me, when, when I, I've been offered a lot of deals in my life, small, big, crazy, whatever. And everyone, if I would have signed right away, it would have been bad. Mm -hmm. So, but I know a lot of friends like, oh, I signed the first deal right away. I was working at Walmart. Of course I needed the yeah, money. Yeah, it's true. So just, just take your time. Spot, right. Yeah. Take your time. It, it'll be worth it. Well, Chad, thank you so much. Congratulations. I mean, your album is out. You're engaged. It's a beautiful chapter ahead, and I love you. Is this a weird interview, or did it did we perfect, do good? Perfect. Okay. All right. Angel <laughs> from heaven. Beautiful, amazing husband. Beautiful family. <laughs> Let's hear it. Thank you, Allison. For oh, everything. my goodness. Thank you, Chad. For real, though. Thank you so much. This, thank you. You, you. You changed my life big time, and I always text you when I say thank you. You do. But you one do. day... I'm going to win that Grammy. I'm going to win that VMA and I'm going to rip over my shirt and there's going to be a, it's going to say it. Allison Hagendorf is the reason why I'm here. Oh, my. I'm not joking. I hope that that happens I'm, that, for that, many that reasons. That will happen. Yeah. That no, will I know happen. that will happen. Yeah. Come on. Thank you. I love you. Love Godspeed. You. Woo! Beautiful. Chad is just so special. His story had us both in tears and I am so grateful I've been able to support him, his music, his dreams whenever I can. It is all about giving that love. It is just so important. It is now time for my sound advice. New music you need to know on the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist. First up is the latest from today's guest, Chad Tepper. His album, Never Stood a Chance, is out today. I'm going to feature one of my favorites from it. This one features the band Lit, and I just love that Chad set out to collaborate with some of his favorite artists. It makes this release all that more symbolic and special. Check out Chad Tepper's latest called 777 featuring Lit. Next up is Scottish duo Vukovi. Their new song arrives with a self-directed video, and vocalist Janine Shillstone says, I want this to be a catalyst for more women to start believing they are more than capable of directing. The industry and future generations need us. They'll be doing a handful of UK shows with Baby Metal. Check out Vukovi's latest Creep Heat. Also this week is a new one from Teenage Wrist. Oh, how I love this band. Their third album, Still Love, came out last week. The guys produced it themselves. They shared with me they were listening to a lot of Sunny Day real estate while making this, and I absolutely love and respect that so much. This song is about how much they hate social media, and I think it is a first listen, perfect song. Check out Teenage Wrist, Digital Self. That's my sound advice this week. Search for the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist wherever you listen to music. Thank you so much, as always, for being part of the Allison Hagendorf Show. New episodes drop every Friday, so make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also watch the show on YouTube. I would love to hear from you, so please like, comment, rate, review, whatever you're feeling, and reach out to me on socials at Allie Hagendorf. I really would love to connect with you. Let me know who I should interview next and what new music I should feature on my sound advice. Thanks again. I'll see you next week. And remember, you're a rock star.